I am so happy that you are listening to Just Breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text BREATHE to 55444 to learn more. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E to 55444 to learn more. Hey there, I'm Hilary DeCesar, and you're about to listen to episode number five of the Silver Lined Relaunch. In this, my fifth episode, I wanted to remind you that we're going to have big guests, mentors, experts, and friends of mine that are featured on this podcast, like John Gray, international best-selling author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, as well as the incredible John Asaraf of The Secret. But we'll also have people like my next guest, Valerie Shepard, who happens to be my CMO at the relaunch company. I call her my chief magic officer. And many of you may or may not know, but she is also a best-selling co-author of The Ex-Wives Guide to Divorce. And she's been featured on TV shows like The Steve Harvey Show, tons of magazines, newspapers around the globe for her special story. And here's a hint. It involves co-writing a book with her first ex-husband's second ex-wife. Yeah, you heard that right. But why I wanted to feature a conversation with Valerie so early on in this whole podcast thing is she represents all of us. The ordinary person taking difficult things that happen to them, not always by choice, and having the ability to pull out the silver linings so that they could see the possibilities in order to move forward and achieve those extraordinary things. And I think you'll find, whether you're listening to John Gray or Valerie or anyone I feature on this podcast, the most extraordinary people at their core are ordinary people, just like you and just like me. And that's exactly what the Silver Lined Relaunch is about sharing stories of resiliency, stories of wow, stories of release and reimagining when things go sideways as they do in life. And if you can find the silver lining like they can, that's when the magic of life occurs. So enjoy. And don't forget to catch the end, the lightning round of questions where Valerie reveals how long she waits to be with someone intimate. I literally buckled over laughing during her answer. And now our conversation begins. And so does the laughter. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. 
Welcome back to episode number five of the Silver Lined Relaunch. And today I have Valerie Shepard with me, who I am so excited to have, especially given the significance of today. Now, when you're listening to this, it won't be the same day, but today is the day that we actually officially launched our podcast. And so I'm going to let Valerie explain a little bit about herself, and then we are going to jump right in to this episode. Hi, Valerie. So great to have you here. Today's been a day of celebrations. Big ones. It, it has. I mean, come on. Together, we have been able to put this, you know, you're behind the scenes. I'm in front of the scenes. We have been able to actually launch this podcast, which is so great. And the fact that we're recording this on that day is perhaps it's crazy of us to even think we should be doing this. We have our champagne because we've just come off our, our virtual launch party. <laughs> and I would love if I could have recorded the phone call we had three weeks. I mean, I'm talking three short weeks ago on a Thursday. So three weeks and a day ago, you were like, hey, are you free? I was like, yeah, I'm just finishing up, you know, X, Y, Z, so we can be done for the day. What do you need? And you're like, just listen to my voicemail and call me back. Do you remember that? And I, I listened not. to your voicemail <laughs> and your voicemail said, oh my gosh, I have the greatest idea. I've decided I'm going to launch the podcast now. Oh, and let's start a Facebook group. And I'm going to have people come on the journey. And I, oh, I decided to hire someone to help me launch it. And she's going to, she's an expert. She's amazing. You'll love her, but we're going to do this. And I remember thinking, gosh, those, that coronavirus medicine they're giving her, <laughs> it must it must be doing a number on her. It's, what is she talking it's about? Never a dull moment, right? Never. never, never a dull moment. So, Valerie, share a little bit about you with everyone because your story is truly incredible. Thank you. So, um, so a little bit about me. I'm a published author. I'm the co-author of uh, the one of the best-selling books, The Ex-Wife's Guide to Divorce, and I co-wrote that book with my first ex-husband, second ex-wife. <laughs> and that's how we were connected. I want to make sure everyone just followed that. <laughs> Can you say that? Yes. Yeah. Can you say that again? Yes. So I co-wrote a book, which is for any of you that have ever written a book, you know, that is like, I mean, it is like being in a boot camp. So now imagine your boot camp with your first ex-husband, second ex-wife, okay? That's how amazing she is. So she and I co-wrote this book together, but we wrote it not to be, we wrote it to help arm women to have the ability to know where they're at, to treat their divorce like a business as a as opposed to like an emotional transaction and to move forward. And so that's why Hillary, when you interviewed me, gosh, that was what, a year and a half ago? Mm -hmm. And then said, hey, I have this vision for my company, you know, any interest in working with me? I mean, it was a no brainer to me because anything that focuses on helping people um, see the possibilities, see the silver linings, to understand that where they're at does not define them, but just making those small little steps and choices to move forward certainly does define their future. I'm all in. 
Well, and it's interesting because how you really stood out in my mind is that one, the story of even being able to be, you know, as close as you are to the ex-wife, which by the way, I have one of those too. And I have a, I have a, not an ex-wife. I have, I'm incredibly close friends with my ex-husband's wife. And we call ourselves the ex-sister's wives. I mean, it's just, it's so funny. And so I appreciated that so much. And then realizing all that you've been through, and this is just one of many transitions and relaunches that you've gone through. It made so much sense to have somebody that truly gets it. And you're so darn talented in copy and editing. We call you the CMO, the chief magic maker. CMM, Chief Magic Maker. And I want you to share a little bit about your specific relaunch uh, and, and what, how did you manage to get through all of this? Sure. Um, you know, first of all, I, I have faced many relaunches in my life. And um, I think anybody listening to your podcast, the Silver Line Relaunch will understand, as you always say, and within the Relaunch Collective, it's, it's not always such a big thing that happens to you, right? Sometimes it's smaller little things, but those smaller little things are building up to the big things so that you're able to handle them and you're able to be resilient and you're able to get through them. And, you know, going through what I went through when I was younger and um, with my parents divorcing and my father leaving and, you know, my mother, you know, kind of raising us on her own, it, it raised me as a strong woman. But I would certainly say nobody is ever raised to face divorce. <laughs> it, it's certainly something that I was hoping to avoid my whole life. And so to be divorced more than once, it, it was, you know, I, I, I think I've shared this and I'll share it with your listeners. At some point I looked at it, I'm like, well, what's the common denominator? It's me. <laughs> so <laughs> let me, let me look at the choices I'm making. Let me look at how I'm treating myself, how, how, so, you know, I would certainly say through my divorces that I was able to build a resiliency that I don't know uh, I would have ever learned had I not gone through those. And um, it also, gave me this quiet inner strength um, that I know whatever comes my way, um, I can always, I will always get through it. I might not get through it gracefully. It might be a tough mutter with me like <laughs> dripping in dirt and chunks of my hair missing and limping across a finish line with barbed wire attached to my butt but I'm going to get through it. So, you so know, it's very, but what you said was very evolved in that, what, you know, how did I contribute to it all? That's, that's something that's difficult for people to kind of, you know, it doesn't just happen. How did you actually get yourself to say, okay, all right, I've had two, I've had two marriages, two divorces, as you said, we don't grow up, you know, wishing for a divorce. It's not something that we, you know, we, we, we think about and we're like, oh yeah, great. This could be me. How did you actually come to terms with looking within and saying, Ooh, hmm, you know, what, what really did I, how did I contribute here? I'd say how I came to terms with it is a, a little bit of therapy. 
I had a therapist who, you know, I said, Hey, here's the situation. I'm the common denominator. Help me, help me look at how I'm making these choices and how most importantly, I keep getting myself in these situations. So, you know, we were able to kind of look at it. And even though outwardly here, I'm like killing it in my career. Everybody looks at me as this super successful, tall blonde that can like take names, but inside I, I was, had no confidence because of, you know, things that had happened to me up in my upbringing. So I had these like super thick layers, you know, that everybody saw that wall, that shield, what I wanted them to see, but on the inside, just crumbling. So working with a therapist. And then the other thing was, I, you know, I, I think I've shared this with you before. I, in order to get to that evolved state, I had to release. I had to, you know, release and I had to say, hey, here's what I'm responsible for. You know, this wasn't all guests. These people did these things to me that caused me to divorce them. But what's my role in this? So I, I think in, in wanting to release it from myself, I got really clear on my role in it, the choices I had made, the things I had done. And trust me, they're, if you were to interview them right now, which by the way, I'm friends with all of them, they would all go, well, I did a lot of things, but yeah, she did the, you know, she, she was the passive aggressive and the, you know, so we could look at those. So I think the minute I took responsibility, I looked for external help. And then I looked within, I, I kind of said, you know, uh, all your relaunch effect steps. I think the two I most associate with are release. I finally said, Valerie, you know, whether this would have happened to the neighbor or you, it's just a fact. Treat it like what you ate for breakfast, just a fact. Just treat it like a fact. Now reimagine your life. And it allowed me to let it go and not weigh me down anymore. Okay, that is so profound because when I think about you going through, you know, the first time and then you doing this a second time and you're trying to, you're trying to piece it all together and nobody, it's not easy to be self-critical, right? What we want to do is, is the blame game. We want to be saying, oh, it's his fault. It's their fault. It's this, you know, this didn't happen. I wasn't given this. And instead, what you're saying is that, and yes, there was a little therapy there too, but it's, it's just stepping up and saying, I'm going to take responsibility for my role. But what was really great and what you've shared is that once you did that, it's the wall kind of breaks away. Once you acknowledge your role, it just starts to, it starts to fade away. It's not, it's not cap capturing you anymore. Right. It's the yuck feeling is what I call it. And when I would, when I would be telling people, oh yeah, he did that or blah, I, it's, you can just feel it in the pit of your stomach. I call it your yuck meter. Mm. And when you can feel that, you're like, oh no, I am not, this is not what should be coming out of me. This is not aligned with who I am as a person. And I know that's how you and I connect our values. And by the way, that is like my most favorite exercise you have in the relaunch collective is the values exercise. It, it's so funny as your C, you know, CMO, I have to take a lot of the things that you're like, Hey, just try it out. I want to get your feedback. 
you know, before you put it out there. And that exercise was so profound to me because I think I could have, I would have told you, oh, these are my values. But after I went through that exercise, two of them of my top three were totally different <laughs> than what mm -hmm. I would have told you. And I realized in looking at my top three, that is what helped me take responsibility because I know that living a life filled with faith, living a life filled with being the best mom I can to my son and living a life of creativity, which is like vulnerability at its biggest source, you know, creatively putting yourself out there and creating things for other people to represent them. I could, if I didn't take my role and my responsibility, I, I would be out of sync with all three of those. So oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. one thing I know that everyone's out there listening has to be curious about is how did you end up hooking up with, you know, meeting, getting, you know, to be, have this friendship with the ex-wife? How did that ever happen? Okay. Best story ever. So <laughs> she, this is a very long story short. So she, um, she reached out to me on a Facebook message. And um, we had known each other peripherally. We were both in the junior league. We were both Kappas. You're a Kappa too. You, you saw us on the cover of the Kappa Key. We were mm -hmm. covered in the magazine. That's how, that's how I first started well, to say, I need to talk to this woman. Yes, we pledged at the same school, but at different times and both had transferred. So, I mean, we were both education ma majors. I mean, the, the resemblance was uncanny. He married another man. So, yeah. So your, your ex-husband had a type. He yeah, had a type. Oh, he definitely had a type. Um, however, you know, she reached out um, when his mother was really ill. And I think I was like seven months pregnant. So feeling the love and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you for reaching out. And she's like, hey, we actually have all these mutual friends. I don't, do you want to be friends on Facebook? I was like, sure. You know, feeling the love, eating my ice cream off my belly this big. <laughs> and then fast forward. I'm in the middle, three months into divorce. Nobody knows this. And she sends me this Facebook message. I think you're the only one that might understand the hell I'm in. Could, could we connect on a phone call, dinner, drinks, or all three, you know, just tell me. And I started calling her like, well, not calling her, like, like hey, call me, call me. Cause I knew, I looked on a status and I knew. And it's so funny, Hillary. I didn't even think, oh, this is weird. This is my ex, first ex-husband, second. I just thought, oh my gosh, this is a woman in need. I need to help her. I can't have her feeling the way I'm feeling. Like, I don't want anybody else to feel this way because this feels awful. I've got to help this woman. I wasn't even thinking. So then, of course, she and I connect, and I, she said, it's my first weekend away from my kids. I just, and I said, Hillary, I, I, I'm sorry, Holiday, her name's Holiday. You don't know this, but I'm three months ahead of you. I'm in another divorce. Why don't you come to my house? <laughs> we can just talk. We can go out, whatever you need. That first night away from my son was probably one of the worst nights of my life. And I don't want you to go through that alone. Mm -hmm. So she came, which I'm like, why did you come? I could have been a killer. She said, girl, you were a Kappa. If you were going to kill me, you were going to kill me with like a silver, <laughs> silver fork or something, you know? So yeah, so she came and the rest is history. We became 
fast friends because we were going through it together. As you know, Hillary, when you're going through any transition in life, whether it be a divorce or loss of a career or a change, a major change, it's hard to find people who are going through the same thing as you. And that's why I love your collective, you know? It's well, and I think that when you are going through a relaunch, a transition, a setback, there is a feeling of being isolated. You do, you feel lonely, you feel like, uh, you know, you, you're, you're out on that island by yourself. So the fact that you guys came together and then wrote a book about it, which is, you know, just a fantastic book, I think it says a lot about you. And now that you have, you know, been working with us and you understand so much about the relaunch the relaunch effect and you're saying, you know, reimagine and, you know, this idea of releasing, um, the silver lining that you can look back on was, was the silver lining, the writing the book or was it something else? I, I mean, certainly writing the book was my ability to help other women not feel the way I felt. Mm. And when I went through my divorce, uh, trust me, I Googled, you know, Googled my little heart away for divorce planners. And there were over 16,000 wedding planners at the time and only like six divorce planners. I mean, how is that? If they both cost the same and 50% of marriages end. So, you know, for me, it was like, these women need this. I didn't go through all of this hell to not help somebody. So like the whole premise of your business, you know, I did not go through all these little setbacks, but also your victories to not share this with other people so that they, I can help them during their setbacks. And when they're having victories, I can help them retire. You know, mm. it's not paying it forward. Mm. But for me, I think the biggest silver lining is um, I wouldn't be who I am today wasn't for that. I would certainly, I've had a lot of friends for a very long time and I all joke with them that someday I better take them on the biggest vacation ever for putting up with 20 something year old Valerie and putting up with 30, <laughs> 30 something year old Valerie. I always joke with them. I'm like, I know I owe you. And they're always like, but Valerie, we knew someday if you could just see what we saw that you'd be okay. So I think in going through everything I've gone through with the divorces, with the tumors, with everything, it's given me the ability to stop and just look inside. And to me, that's the biggest silver lining because it's made me a better daughter. It's made me a better mother, a better friend. And when I do meet somebody that I spend my life with, I know he's going to be pretty exceptional and he's going to get a better version of me. Which is so incredible. And you, um, when we first met and we were talking and I said, Hey, you should probably think about, you know, going to this group that I have this, this course called relaunch love. And you were, you know, like kind of laughing about it, like, Oh yeah. And I really was questioning if you at that point wanted to try again with a like third husband. And I can honestly say a year plus later, there's no doubt, and I'm hearing it in your voice, you still believe, you still want, and you believe that that silver lining of everything you learned has made you resilient, has made you who you are strong. Is that, is that right? 
Yes. And I can honestly say I was ill-equipped in my early 20s with the experiences I had when I was younger to choose a husband. And I, I accept my role in that. I, I was not ready to get married. And my poor ex-husbands, because they are not horrible people, you know, and they're, they're great people. And I just, you know, I was ill-equipped. I would say they were ill-equipped as well. And it's, I think we're all at better places now. So yes, when I first took your relaunch love, I thought, oh, what am I going to have in common with these people? They're, they all just, you know, and then I realized, no, these people are me. We've all faced setbacks. And that, that's what I love about your program. It's not external things control. It's you work on the internal and then it comes out externally. So, you know, you're big, you know, be who you have to be, do what you mm. need to do in order to have what you want. So, you know, it, it opened my eyes and yeah. And I don't, for those of you listening, I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but we just, we're still on social distancing. And I actually said on a group Zoom call with some of my girlfriends, I was like, listen, if I've ever wanted a husband, it is now. <laughs> it's like, I've just been on lockdown, cleaning, taking out the trash all by myself, like <laughs> more than usual because we're making, we're eating everything at home and I'm nobody to, yes, I have my 11 year old, but it's a different <laughs> dichotomy. It's so funny. I'm finding that on coaching calls with women that, you know, are saying, okay, now more than ever, I want a man. I really, I, I want a connection. I want a partner. I don't want to be in, you know, this, this shelter in place by myself again. Uh, okay. So one of the things that, um, I just want to touch on is you have now, I mean, as, as women, as women in, you know, late forties, early fifties, how many relaunches, how many significant relaunches do you think that you've actually gone through? What would you say? And I've never, we've never discussed this. We've never discussed this. However, I would say I have gone through nine major, I mean, major, most people might go through one of the nine I have been through, you know, and I mean, ultra, I'd say I've been through maybe three or four or five relaunches, you know, and then for minor ones, I mean, heck, Hillary, I think I probably go through one every couple of months. We all do, right? So, you know, however, I, you know, with having a tumor in my head, two Terry gland tumor and having have neurosurgeons, I still have one now, ironically, but we've been able to manage it and I've had surgeries before and, you know, just in through my divorces and through my childhood and just, you know, it, I've been through a lot, but here is what I know that, um, you know, I love in your relaunch effect, two specific steps, and that is your release step and your reimagine. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'll kind of let you say like, when you were coming up with your steps and what you went through with your divorce and kind of having to redefine, cause you were, a, you were career, 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 family, 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 family. And then it was like, eight, mm -hmm. where it's like the bottom dropped out. And that's what I always, that's something else I learned by the way, listeners, is that when you constantly think the bottom's going to drop out, it will. <laughs> so mm -hmm. thinking that. 
because it's I so kept, true. constantly kept thinking the bottom was going to drop out and guess what? It kept happening. And now that I don't think the bottom's going to drop out anymore, the bottom hasn't dropped out in a long while. So, you know, and in fact, my tumor keeps shrinking. My neurosurgeon keeps saying, you're that one in a million. It keeps coming back, but you're that one in a million. It's shrinking. Mm. And I think it's, I like, love that. you know, I've shifted my mindset. But I, you know, why to you, Hillary, out of the seven steps, release and reimagine, you know, why did you include those and why do you think they're so important? Well, I would say nine out of 10 people that I work with will say, you know, when we go through the steps, they'll be like, oh, really quickly, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've done that. Oh, yeah, that, uh huh, of course, you know, it seems so, so basic, yeah. But when we dig into really doing it, really allowing yourself to have that reboot, to have that refresh, to have that acceptance of taking responsibility and being able to accept what had happened and not have it be like, this is a crushing blow, but more like, okay, this is, you know, a quiver in my, in my tool belt. This is, this is another, this is another thing that makes me who I am. This is my wisdom of being, you know, where I am today in my midlife came from all of the relaunches. That's why I asked you about, you know, how many relaunches? And the answer is, you know, we've all been through multiple, if not tens, twenties, uh, you know, of these, of these relaunches. And so when I was creating the actual process, I thought, oh, the steps, I thought, we may not go to step one first, or we may hit step one first, and you may not realize the value of it until later on. And then when you start to think about reimagining this, you know, your imagination, you know, they say that we are, you know, con you know we're, we're conscious beings living unconsciously right now, because we're just like on autopilot and doing our thing. I, I think that it is so important to not lose the ability to imagine what it can be like. And you've heard me say that I don't believe in, um, I don't believe in dream boards, I don't believe in vision boards, but I believe in believe it boards. And that's all part of imagining in the process because you know, what you can, what you can visualize, you, there is no difference in the subconscious brain of what's real and what's not. And so it becomes this, this amazing step in your transformation. Um, the thing that I attribute to most of what I have right now, you know, the happiness of my, my marriage and my kids and my, my career, my God, this job, it's, I don't even consider it a job because I love it so much. So these, I find that, um, there, I, I'm starting to really, it's, you know, I always say that I'm like Nancy Drew, I'm starting to really get that there are, if you've been, to, been through certain types of relaunch, or relaunches or transitions or setbacks, there are certain ones that really are important and for divorce, the ability to release and reimagine are two of the most important parts of the process. Yep. No doubt. Uh, so one thing that we always like to do as we end the, the um, interview in this uh, episode is that I want to give you some rapid fire questions. And I Great. want you to just, you know, off the cuff, just tell me what you Great. think, okay? All right. right, so 
Zoom calls dressed head to toe or waist up? Waist up. <laughs> and I, I knew that. I knew that one. How often do you wash your hair? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Whisper sweet nothings or talk dirty to me? Sweet nothings. Your favorite beauty product? Oh, I have a couple. I have a couple. Uh, I love Shine Spray. Shine Chi brand Shine Spray. It's Ooh, the I like that. Or a bay. Okay, and because you said you have a couple, I got to hear the next one because I'm all about this. Like, give me, give me another. Okay, and this is a this is a discount beauty tip. Ulta, I'm just sorry, not Ulta. Sephora has their own line, and they sell these little lip. I don't know what it is. It comes in like a gloss stick, but when I tell you it lasts all day, it lasts all day. It's amazing. Ooh, you're gonna have to give me the name and. I and I'll put it on there so everyone can grab it. Bye. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Backyard barbecue or a swanky cocktail party? Uh, Non-COVID swanky cocktail party. Ooh, yeah, I get that one. All right. Uh, what about your go-to poolside drink? Anything with alcohol in it. <laughs> Especially now. <laughs> An umbrella. <laughs> And how long should you wait before you sleep with someone? Three margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I'm going to throw in a bonus one. You know, this, this bonus one is a good one because are you more about navigating midlife minefields or you've got midlife magic? Midlife magic, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> If you didn't, if you didn't answer that, I was going to be like, I'd have to edit this out. So, right. sorry. <laughs> so Valerie, thank you so much. And you, I want to say thank you again for all that you've done to make this podcast a reality. We've got our champagne in hand, clinking, Here. clinking to you and the team. And just, again, a big virtual hug. Thank you everyone for listening today and we look forward to having you on our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest, which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.